Hello and welcome back to another episode of Demented Pleasures. My name is Emily and I'm sitting with my shoe-loving host, co-host, Lucy. <laughs> at least you remember to introduce yourself. Yes, I did. We're getting better at this, people. And on that note, before we get started, I just did want to confirm that... What was his name? Shoe Killer's favorite shoe... Rudolph. Yeah, you go. There you go. Shoe Killer's favorite shoe was a purple stiletto. Shoe Killer's favorite shoe. Oh, yes. <laughs> so eloquently worded. <laughs> so, before we get started today, why don't you tell us what we are drinking? Okay, so this is a little bit of an interesting one, okay? It's a very pretty, very pastel-y kind of pink one, and it's by Darling Cellars Reserve, okay? Mm -hmm. So they call it a pajama blush. Oh, that's perfect with this really cold night. And it's a Sauvignon Blanc, and then I can't pronounce that word, Grenache, because I want to say Grenache for like chocolate. Yeah, but... Grenache sounds right. Yeah, so yeah. it's basically that, but we're just going to be referring to it as pajama bush. Blush. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm imagining dirty things. Okay, we're just going to be referring to it as pajama blush, okay? And it cool. is actually bush, I just noticed it now. Oh, is it? Yeah, but we're sticking with blush. We're sticking with Okay. Oh my god, I haven't even had a sip of wine yet. Okay, cool. But yeah, so what do you think? I think it's really nice, actually. It's like, it's got that nice, like, crisp. Because the thing is, I haven't had wine all day today, obviously. And sometimes after that, you, you know, the first sip of wine that you take is a little bit like, oh, in your mouth. <laughs> yeah. This one doesn't do that. Okay. It's like a nice first sip. It's crispy. Oh, uh, let's keep this PG, please. But yes, it is, it is quite crispy, and it's, but it's also got that sweetness that I need. Yes. in my life yes. so it's not like that pull your face at it oh 100% kind of wine it's a good time it's a good wine mm, it's a good wine it's a good wine time it's a good wine time yeah I like I that I feel like we're starting this off drunk yeah I don't know what's happening <laughs> but today I'm taking you to Australia oh god no there's terrible things there <laughs> listen most serial killers were in America that's like an actual fact so finding someone somewhere else is uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Fair. So when I think about Australia, it's a little bit. Of, it's a little bit of a mixed scene because I imagine this serene, slightly problematic place where nothing really goes wrong, you know, in terms of living there. Okay. It's hot and every animal wants to kill you, but at the end of the day, it's a pretty safe place to live and raise your kids, right? Except if like a spider like picks up your child and leaves with it. Yeah, something like but yeah, that. Yeah, I, I, overall. But in terms of humans. Yeah, in know, terms of humans, I'd say, I mean, I, I would relatively trust raising children in Australia. Yeah. But the, the thing is, everything and every place has a dark secret, okay? Mm -hmm. Australia has more than one. And I want to tell you about the most blandly named dude to come out of the country. Oh no. Or did he? I don't know. We don't know. We don't know. So this was 1987. Not too long ago. Yeah, that's like... Pretty much the other day. <laughs> Basically the other In day. In terms of... Yeah. Yeah. It's a hot summer's day and a normal family is going about their business. I really want to try and paint this picture as a happy family, dogs, kids, non-divorced parents, the whole deal, you know. Okay, Everything is peachy. Yeah, yeah. But this changed when they had to call the police to launch an investigation on a pretty twisted attack that happened to them in their home. Oh. So, after detaching a pane from their living room, the man that we only know as Mr. Cruel... Okay. ...made his way into the parents' bedroom, holding a knife in one hand and a gun in the other. 
to subdue them and make sure that he would stay that they would stay there. Uh, he tied a knot that was commonly used by sailors or like someone who kind of had experience, like nautical, nautical knot. experience. Yeah. Okay. And over the course of the next two hours, he would rape their eleven-year-old daughter. Oh my god. Then he left with a box of records and a blue jacket. Um. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Nothing came from this. He didn't leave any forensic evidence. Nothing. Um, like zero. Nothing. Like. Ooh. After some time, you know, after she had like gathered herself a little bit, the young girl was able to tell the police that he made a threatening phone call to someone, um, telling them that they should move their children or they would be next, oh, and no. like pay the ransom or like you know crap like that. Yeah. But after checking call records, there was absolutely no trace of this phone call. Oh, oh my god. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So that's the end of that little story. But that was his first, that was his first attack. Okay, so he just came in, subdued everyone, raped their daughter, and then left with like one or two things. Yes. And I think it's pertinent at this time to mention that one of his like things that he would do Mm -hmm. is he would, uh, sit in the kitchen afterwards and, like, eat cereal. Um. I'm not very often kind of too shocked to speak. Like, I usually always have something to say. Uh. I'm I'm at a loss of, like, seriously? Yeah. Just casually, just... Just chilling there, eating some cereal, took a couple of things and then left. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. One year later, he made his second attack. So it wasn't like a situation like, for example, the Night Stalker, which is what this kind of reminded me of when I was doing the research. Especially with the serial thing as well. Yeah, yeah. Like some bro breaking into people's homes, doing horrific things, and then just fucking off. Um, Showing their food and then fucking off. Yes. Yeah, okay. But it wasn't like that. So like a year, over a year later, he made his second attack on the Wills family. Okay. I couldn't find a name on the first family, but we have the Wills family now. Okay. Cool. So it's 1988 and it's just after Christmas. Aww. So technically this is a Christmas movie. Just as before, he bound and gagged the parents, had a knife and a gun, the whole shebang. Mm-hmm. He assured the dad, John, that he was only there for money, but he cut all phone lines and made his way to the bedroom where their four daughters were sleeping. Oh my God. He addressed 10-year-old Sharon Wills by name, Oh, so, like, he knew her name? Yeah. And is there, like, a chance that he heard it, or was it just man's researched? So, apparently, what he would actually do, what, what after, after, after police, like, knew that this was a serial thing, thing. Yeah. Um, he would actively stalk the family for weeks oh, before he made that, his attack. That makes it so much creepier, and I don't know why. Yeah. So, okay. so yeah, that, I'm assuming that's how he knew Sharon by name. Um, he picked up a few items of her clothing and left the house with her early the next morning. Oh, he took her? He took her. Okay. He kidnapped her. And 18 hours later, Sharon was found on the corner of a street by a neighbor wearing green garbage bags. So he gave her back. Okay, but she was alive. Yeah. Okay, cool. Totally alive. She was actually able to give some details about him. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, Green garbage bags. That's such a weird... 
Okay, so this is the thing, because this is what happened. So obviously she was abused and horribly treated this whole time. She was blindfolded the whole time as well, so she never saw who he was. Okay. But before letting her go, he made sure to give her a thorough bath, clipped her nails, brushed her teeth, cleaned her properly. Got rid of the evidence. Got rid of the evidence. Like, literally just, like, complete... Oh, pampering is the wrong word, but you get what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Pampering is, I, I, no, yeah, it's not the right word here, but... But I, I don't know what the right word here is. It's, it's, it's like... He, like, sprayed her down so that she couldn't give Ev any, like, any evidence. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that was the second case. The third, he struck a third time in 1990, and this time the victims would be the wealthy Linus family. I'm assuming that's how you pronounce that. Um... On the day of the attack, the parents were actually attending a farewell and they had left their daughters home alone. Um, and just before midnight, the daughters were awoken by the demands of an intruder, Mr. Krull. Uh -huh. He instructed Nicola, who was 13, to go fetch her school uniform while he tied Fiona, who was 15, to the bed. Oh. He then informed Fiona that her father would need to pay him 25000 um, dollars in ransom for Nicola and fled with her in the family's rental car. Okay, so he was, I mean, like you said, he he actively stalked these people, so he was aware that they had quite a bit of money. Yeah, yeah. Flip, okay. Um, he drove a little bit down the road, parked the car, and then transferred to a different car. Okay. Yeah. So then Nicola, again, was found a few days later on the corner of a road, in a blanket this time, fully clothed and still blindfolded. Okay. Yeah. Once she was, like, sure that he was gone, she, like, took off the blindfold and was able to get to a neighbor's house and made a call to her parents. It was, like, just after two in the morning. That is so scary. Yeah. Um, Nicola was able to give them the height of her attacker, and apparently he was around five foot eight, and he had about, like, reddish-brown hair. How tall five foot eight? It's, like, just under six foot, so, like, it's pretty tall. It's pretty tall, okay. It's pretty tall, yeah. And reddish-brown hair. Okay. Reddish-brown hair, yeah. Um, so... Okay, I'm gonna give a little bit of details of what happened to her, like, during the time, which is a little bit disturbing. Just as a... Just a little just, bit. Just a little warning. Yeah, okay. Um, so she said that during this whole ordeal, she had she was forced to lie down in a neck brace and like a brace contraption so she like literally couldn't move um like on the bed like literally couldn't and this was for a few days this time so previously we had um Sharon who had been taken for like 18 hours yeah. this time Nicola had been taken for a few days so it seems to be like ramping yeah, up. Yeah, he's like progressively first getting like one, better at it almost. Yeah, like first one didn't take anyone. Yeah. Second one took someone for a little bit. He's learning. Third one took someone for a few days. Or getting more depraved. Or getting more depraved, yeah. Okay. The it's okay, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm yes. very stuck on the neck brace thing. Yes. I was happy to just let you continue, but the neck brace thing is such, such a strange... It means that she, like, literally can't move at all. Like, her head is just there. Yeah, but, like, there are other ways to constrict someone. But maybe maybe he didn't want to, like, physically hurt her. Maybe he had somehow. it on hand. Maybe he just had it on hand. Okay. I don't okay. know. Continue. I don't know. So he had a final crime. Okay. After this... Yeah, we'll get there. Okay. 
And his final crime was in 1991, when okay. he broke into the Chan home, where parents John and Phyllis had trusted their 13-year-old daughter to look after her younger siblings. Oh, no. It appeared as though he knew this, and this is where detectives, detectives figured out that he stalked the families. Okay, fair. Um, because it because it appeared as though he knew that the parents weren't there. Yeah, and so he was the obviously watching them. Gonna be at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But like watching them, like enough to know what they were doing. Yes. Like obviously overhear conversations and stuff. Literally, and like identify weaknesses on how to get into the house. Oh, that's so creepy. And that type of thing, like really, really hectic stuff. Like mm. actual stalking. Mm. Um, we know what happened next. Was the same kind of thing. Um, he took. He took. Um, their daughter Carmen in from the home. Okay. And, and that's the 13-year-old there? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And when their parents came home and after the whole investigation and everything, they found a note in their Camry that read, pay back Asian drug dealer, more, more to come. Okay. Yeah. Who's but, who? Where's the drug dealer from? But you see, this is the thing. This is the interesting thing about this dude. So he... This was a lie. After investigations, the the dad wasn't like the dad. The parents weren't drug dealers. This was a red herring. Oh my god, he planted it. Okay, he planted okay. It. Ooh, we've got a smart one. We've got a smart one. Oh my word, guys! It's finally happened. It took us <laughs> how many episodes to actually get a smart one? Yep. Okay. So days later, um, the family posted an encrypted letter in the local paper using a cipher that only their daughter would be able to decrypt. Um, how smart was okay no how smart was this kid she must have been pretty smart like I mean why is that something your kid knows like offhand yeah and they are but the thing is they offered like $300,000 ransom in exchange for their daughter oh my word no these people were like rich rich literally just like I suppose it is their daughter but still no (laughs) yeah okay no that yeah the, the thing but the point is there's a lot of people wouldn't be able to afford that exactly Maybe he was re- maybe he was an Asian drug dealer. Maybe. Okay. But, but yeah, yeah. So they they did that, um, and her abduction actually triggered one of the largest manhunts in Australian history, and it was known as Operation Spectrum, or it's now known as Operation Spectrum. But they took. Okay. So this is. This is the fourth incident that Mr. Cruel was involved in, but yeah. it's the third child that was abducted. Yeah. Why weren't we manhunting like mass on a massive scale before this? I think because Carmaine did not come back. Oh. After a few days. Okay. So the first one came back after 18 hours. Next one came back after a couple of days. Carmaine hasn't returned yet. Okay, so they were just kind of hoping that. Yeah. Oh, they I were think just hoping they were, he would give her back. I think they were hoping he was following a pattern. Okay, and he wasn't. But he wasn't. Okay, continue. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Operation Spectrum was actually like a multi-million-dollar undertaking that like devoured tens of thousands of police man hours good and volunteer hours good it was if a like, child goes missing stop drop and find her literally or find like, them it was huge but mm. obviously nothing kind of turned up from that unfortunately and then one year after her abduction on 9 april 1992 a man was walking his dog in the close-by area of Thomastown okay. and happened upon a fully decomposed skeleton and it was revealed to be common. Oh, no, man. So this time he killed her. Okay, so he was he was getting, like, more aggressive... Like, uh, he was getting aggressively worse. Yeah. 
Okay, yeah. so he was kind of... That's scary because that the implications of that mean he was learning as he was going. Yeah. Which is... I mean, when people learn things, you kind of don't just jump into the deep end. And he kind of jumped in and raped, what was it, an 11-year-old first yes. time? That's scary. It's terrifying. Um, when they autopsied Carmen, um, apparently they revealed that she'd been shot in the head three times, like execution style. Oh my god. Not long after she had been abducted, obviously, because, I mean, she was fully decomposed by the time that, like, she was found. I wonder what pushed him here. I have no idea. That's that's the thing. We don't know who this guy is because he was never found. Oh my. Ugh. That's why we only know him as Mr. Cruel. Mm. So obviously tons of theories have swirled around about who this bro is. Um, Carmaine's mother actually theorized that because her daughter was stubborn and would have fought against her attacker, she likely learned too much about him for him to let her go. And that's why oh. she got killed. But like, there's no real, re like, there's no real evidence or like tangible anything yeah, to understand why That's so he did it. Um, and then Operation Spectrum continued for the next few years, actually, to search for him. Um, it was a 40-member task force. Okay. They investigated 27,000 potential suspects. Whoa! Collected tens of thousands of tips from the public and searched over 30,000 houses in the hopes of turning over anything. That is insane. They never found him. So he just basically appeared, did absolutely horrendous shit, and then just disappeared again. Disappeared. The most recent thing that I could that I found that is like anything, but also not really anything, is that a witness of some description said that believed that he may have worked in the electrical industry. But otherwise, we have no idea who he was. I mean, because basically, I mean, what's the evidence here? He didn't leave behind anything. He left behind a note that he fabricated to kind of delay investigators. Yeah. And we know that he can tie a nautical knot. Yeah. That's not that I can tie a nautical knot. Yeah. And I am in no way, shape or form at all related to the ocean. Yeah. That, wow, that is terrifying. Yeah. So, so was he just really like hyper aware of what he was doing and like really good at hiding his evidence because obviously like he man's smart see the thing that freaks me out right is that all of this stuff happened in the same basic area so he wasn't even like going all across australia or all across melbourne or some shit yeah or whatever city he was literally working basically in the same neighborhood and they still didn't catch him that is, that, is, that is so unsettling. I know. But yeah, he came in, did his thing, left no evidence. And just disappeared. Did, did the, did like, red herrings, as they call it, you know, like, diverting people with the phone call, mm. with the note. And it's not, it's not even as if the only forensic evidence he could have left was from the rapes. He literally ate, like cereal in yeah the like it's not he was like quite comfortable in people's homes like he walked around and like did things and like tied parents up and yeah like oh also to mention he wore um ski mask yes okay yeah, yeah. ski mask that was it thank you yeah emily is just literally like <laughs> like, like moving. waving in front of my face yeah like her hand is just moving in front of her face so i mean <laughs> obviously that's the logical explanation <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like, he. it's not that it was, like, an in-out or it was a situation of, like, he 
grab people off the streets or things like that. He was in their houses, yeah, eating their cereal, doing all sorts of fucked up shit in there, and then just disappears. That is so scary. So, because, and I, I found this one, I found this one because I, I was, I was, I was uh, shown a meme. It was a very weird meme. And it was in reference to this. And I had actually like no idea that this guy existed. Same. I've never heard of him. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, we have a smart one because um, I just did, did like a quick Wikipedia search. And then it was like, you know, this dude was known for being absolutely calculated. Every move he made was intentional. Everything he did was just not a mistake. It was exactly how he wanted it to be, exactly how he needed it to be. And obviously, because I mean, again, 27,000 suspects, 30,000 houses, and we have nothing. Okay, I'ma throw a theory. Yes. It's a cop. Oh! <gasps> I mean, I would believe that. I, so my, my, look, it's very like pinpointed, but I'd say like a forensic, indu not induced, a forensic leaning police officer. Because you have to have some sort of awareness of things that can be traced. Yeah. Like I would say your average person who's done, I mean, yes, sure, you can do a lot of research on it, but you won't think of like, hair or fingerprints or there's gonna be something you forget yes but i feel like someone who is very heavily in forensics or police work who actually works in the industry who actually works in the industry not only can kind of maybe divert like i mean obviously i don't know anything about this case but i would heavily look at the lead investigators i think so just saying because he obviously knew what he was doing. He knew kind of how to get around the system and how to play the system perfectly. Like he was clever enough to know that, small example, leaving the, the letter to Mr. Chan. Yes. It would kind of send up a red flag for police officers working the case because you're like, okay, well shit, is this a drug related thing? Even if it did come, like, end up being nothing, it would make a delay. It would direct them in, in the wrong direction. Even with the phone call. Yeah. He knew a child would be like, yeah, a scary man made a scary phone call and he sounded very angry and he threatened someone else. Yes. So obviously they're immediately going to go look for the next person, try, try and look for the next person that, like... Yes. And it makes sense why he was comfortable enough to eat their food in their household because... He knew how to hide everything. Yeah. He knew how to not leave anything behind. Oh, that's my that's my take. I I agree with you. Mine, on that one. mine is a pedo cop. I'm sorry. Mine is that. That's kind of my take on this. That is, I think, how I'll forever see this case because logically, this sounds bad, and it is bad. But logically, I don't think anyone else can be that clever. No and know everything and predict everything that's going on. Except someone who's within the industry know what they would look for. Yeah, but like, if you go into a scenario and you're like, okay, cool, you know, when a murder or a rape has been declared, these are the six things we look for. We look for fingerprints, we look for hair, we look for semen, we look for, I can't think of three other things, but you get the point. Yeah. <laughs> and if you go into the scenario knowing, okay, well, these are the things to look for, this is how to get rid of it, or this is how to hide it, you bec it becomes the perfect crime. Yes. And it is the perfect crime. It is the perfect story about the perfect crime. The thing... The qu one question I have... Why did he stop? See, like, it's weird because I think there's a lot of... Re well, not... 
from what I've studied, there's a lot of reasons that they stop. Okay. Sometimes they can fall into a new lifestyle, get married, something like that, have a kid, you know, they just kind oh of... Oh my god. Yeah. So wait, so what you're saying is there are people out there who are married to like ex-serial killers, serial rapists, serial this, this, that, and they, they might not even know. 100%. I'm oh sorry. Oh my god! 100%. The thing is, a good serial killer is, is someone that we don't know about. All the serial killers that we are aware of are either really bad serial killers or too cocky for their own good. That's actually so true. Like, I'm sorry, we've got, if you think about serial killers and the pool that we have to work with with serial killers, it's quite a tremendous amount. But those are the bad ones. They're the bad ones. And even if you look at famous ones like Ted Bundy, who I know we bring up a lot, Ted Bundy was a cocky asshole. And he was an idiot that jumped out a window. That too. So, I mean, Ted Bundy, like, he's, like we've said a thousand times, he's one of the most famous ones, but he's also the... He's not very smart. No, he's kind of the stupidest of ones. (laughs) Yeah. So there's a hundred percent we roam among serial killers on a daily basis, I would like to think, that are just really good at what they did. Hey, yay. 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 <laughs> so like okay, back to my previous point. There's a yeah. lot of reasons I'd say maybe you stop. Like it, it could even be a scenario of he moved. It could be a scenario of I don't wanna say this, but maybe he got his fix. Maybe it was all kind of leading up to him killing the last girl. You know what? I think that might be it. Because the way that the way that this happened was there's a very, very clear ramp up mm. here. And in, pre- in, 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 in our previous cases and other cases that we do know, there is a little bit of a ramp up. But usually it's it's like a little it's like a little bit of a like a, a wave a wave graph. Yeah, if you or, have to look it's, at or it. it's kind of similar. Yeah. You know? He has a straight line up and then it ends. Yeah. Like if you look at his first one comparatively his the comparatively to his last one, he went from not taking anyone to murdering somebody. Yeah. So maybe that was his goal. Maybe he was a pedophile who just wanted to kill someone once. Yeah. And that was enough for him. Maybe he died. Maybe he was in a car accident. There's a lot of things that could be... Maybe he did die, actually. That, yeah. That would be wild. May, I don't know. Maybe he got eaten by a fucking spider. <laughs> I mean, he is in Australia. Exactly. Crocked out. Like, they're killed by a kangaroo. I don't know. There's so much shit that can go wrong in Australia. Like, it is possible that he just accidentally died. And he likely, if he didn't die, would have continued his streak and just gotten progressively worse and then, like, started stealing whole families. Well, I would like to steal more families. <laughs> I, I don't know, because the thing is, I feel like if he didn't stop where he did, how would he get pro- like progressively worse? Yeah, start taking more than one kid. Yeah, like you would start like, okay, maybe take the younger sisters, maybe take the, you know, the boy, then it would be take the mom, and then it would be like take the dad, and then like maybe take the dog. Like, I think his if he continued to ramp up, the logical thing would be just stealing an entire family and no one knows where they go. Sorry, I really, I'm really trying not to laugh. I'm just imagining like packing up a whole fucking family and just using us. <laughs> okay. Oh my god, we're terrible. Oh, okay. we're terrible. Anyway, okay, you I'm get what I mean. Like, I, 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 I feel like if he, I feel like if he continued to ramp up after that, it would get a little crazier. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, but the thing is, like, maybe he would stop with because it, it's very likely this man is just a pedophile. And a murderer and stuff like that, but I'm saying I don't think he would be necessarily interested in older males or females. Yeah, well, he just tied the parents up. He didn't do anything. It was obviously so that they couldn't stop him. 
Or, but the, oh, wait, 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 wait. So there's the other interesting bits. The first two, he tied them up. Last two, he waited until they were gone. Maybe it was just taking the variable of a parent out. Because mm -hmm. the thing is, he's obviously learning as he's going. And the, the, the issue is, unfortunately with children, is you can't really rely on them that much. No. Because it's very easy to feed information to them where it's less likely that you could feed information to an adult. You know, if it's a situation of, okay, well, you know, he... Because adults are usually more... I don't want to say trustworthy because that's not reliable. Yeah. I would say. That yeah. would be... So maybe he kind of just realized that, listen, if I take the adults out of the situation, this is going to be, this will be easier for me. The thing is, dude breaks into your house, kid is just going to be scared. Like, yeah. more likely than not, mm. the, a child isn't going to fight back. But the thing is, he obviously had no issue with restraining parents. Like, it's not like he was, it's not like he almost fucked up and they, like, try to break free or anything like that. It's, yeah. he was obviously very good at it and was able to do it. So I think that the reason he stopped wasn't a physical thing, but a mental thing. Okay. I think he thought about it logically and decided that that was maybe the best course of action for him to continue his little, um... Yeah. The, 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 the other interesting bit for me, though, and I, but I suppose it falls into the ramp up, is that he didn't ever kill the parents. He just either tied them up or waited for them not to be there. He didn't kill anyone else. They, like, the police didn't walk in on, like, some horrific crime scene it was just they found skeleton bones yeah but maybe it's maybe it is just a simple i say simple and it's really not a simple thing but maybe it is literally what it is at its core it's a child fetish a, peda a pedophilic kind of yeah obsession that he's got that he doesn't really feel that itch or that inkling to kind of take it further than children yeah because the thing is, realistically, if you tie up parents, you could easily kill them. Oh yeah, for sure. And the thing is, he did walk into the house with a gun and a knife. So he was prepared in case something happened. He could have done it, but I don't know. I, I think he just wanted to fulfill his pedophilic fantasies. Yeah. And I, like, I think he was clever enough to not involve adults in his scheme. I think that might have actually messed things up for him more. Maybe. I'm just... Okay. Impressed is a really bad word to use here. But the fact that he just was never caught at all, especially in, like, rape cases where you leave a ton of evidence... Yes, I, I have a lot of questions with that, I'm going to be honest, because the... <clears throat> yeah. What? Yes. Logically. Yeah. With a rape. Yeah. Okay. It's not just semen that gets left behind. It's also like skin cells and... Some scratching and crap. Yeah, but also just with... In yourself. Oh, yeah. Because obviously, I mean, it's very likely that these girls did struggle. Yeah. And... I mean, as a woman, we know what happens when you're in a panic and you're struggling and you're trying to fight it. It's not an easy entrance. Your face. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Like, yeah. I, there's no... I don't know how else to, like, put it. But basically, because of that, without lubrication, it's going to be a situation where skin cells will come off. Yeah. So, how the hell did he manage that? 
So, did they go into details whether he used a contraceptive? Possibly. He might have used the contraceptive. The f like a condom. Yeah. You mean. So, the thing is... No, I'm not... Not the pill. <laughs> I'm not gonna help. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> I've had a day, okay? I just didn't want to say the day. word condom. But it's fine. Here we are. We've said the word condom now. Yeah. Sorry. Anyway, so the, the, the thing with the first case is I didn't get more information than that. Okay. So what I think might have happened is fir the, the first thing is maybe um, they waited too long. Maybe the, the girl went and took a shower afterwards. Maybe he did use a condom. I think that's actually likely. He also could have, because the thing is, because the parents were tied up and he had basically all the time in the world, mm. um, he probably cleaned her as well. I mean, it's obvious that he, whatever he did, he was incredibly thorough with it. Yeah, he was calculated. This is so scary. It is horrifying. Like, I, I'm, I'm really stuck on the fact because, like, it's, I mean, most of the times when we discuss cases like this, we almost... You almost get a little bit of a feel better because you know that they've done something stupid. Yeah. You know that it's a situation of, well, you know, one of the victims managed to scratch him or one of the victims managed to fight him away, that kind of thing. Like, there's always kind of, not always, but there's, there's usually a redeeming kind of outline to the story. You know, gets caught, put in jail, that's the end of him. Yeah. But this is terrifying because he was genuinely or he maybe could still be genuinely smart the the other thing he um they didn't they didn't specify but i think in 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 like connection with the rest of the stuff i think he probably tied down his first um victim he probably tied her down so she couldn't scratch him or anything likely i mean or again Thing is, it, the, the difficulty is it's also because there's not a lot of information on the first um, family, we can't be sure. Yeah. But the thing is, he he was very aware of scrubbing down the nails, cutting the nails, yeah. like giving like a full, again, pamper sessions, not the right word, but giving a full fucking clean yeah. scrub down. Yeah. I don't think, the thing is, historically, when people have done that, it seems to have been a fix for a mistake, if that makes sense. Mm. So I think this is where your cop theory makes so much sense to me. He knew from the beginning that he would have to do that. Ooh. So I think I don't think that was a situation. I think um, Sharon just told the police about that. Sharon is the second family here? Yeah. Yeah. So I think Sharon just told the police about that, but I think he he wiped away any kind of traces from the first girl as well because why why wouldn't he so basically what you're implying is that he's not actually learning anything he's just ramping he's just ramping he's just getting more there is a word for this and i know it he's just getting progressively more aggressive yeah and fulfilling more of his fantasy i think he went into this being like i know what my goal is it's a cop, dude. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm I'm sorry, but and I'm sorry, police officers of the world. But this is a hundred percent a police officer. And I feel like if you probably dived into um the spectrum operation. Yes. Operation Spectrum. There we go. Yeah. You will probably find that they did 
it's very likely that they, I mean, we are, <laughs> yeah. we are not the first people to think of this theory. Yes. It's very likely that they did look inwards. The thing, okay. And I know it's a, like, it's always a difficult scenario because I know that, I mean, there have been a couple cases in the past where it has turned out to be a police officer or someone on the inside. Yeah. And it's always been a, I don't want to say, like, you know, look away because you don't want to allow it, but you, you kind of have faith in your, com your comrades. <laughs> oh, God. So I'm going to get a little <laughs> bit controversial right now. Ooh. Okay. Second to last. Ooh. Controversy. I don't like police officers. I don't trust them. My uncle is a police officer. In general. Yeah. In general, generally speaking. I also think that we are slightly biased because we are South African. Yeah, but also like... Over so you're saying overall? Overall. Okay. So there are like a lot of situations where police officers have done things, done horrible things and have not been punished or fired at all. And try to protect themselves. And try to protect themselves. Mm. So I don't necessarily think that they did look inwards. I don't necessarily think that they did that. Mm. I think it was like just a situation where they were like, yeah, this dude is smart and like carried on with their lives. See, I just think it, it would be the logical... I mean, guys, you can obviously correct me if I'm wrong and, uh, you know, tell us your opinions. But I think it would be the logical... With every, I mean, again, hindsight's a beautiful thing, but it feels like a logical step with how clever this guy was and how prepared he was. It does. To have a look at someone who is acutely aware of the ins and outs of the things, the system. Yeah, 100%. It does make sense. 100%. And I think you're right that he did go into it knowing what to do. Yeah. Which makes, which makes my theory a little bit thicker. I think you're right. I think it was a cop. Uh, I think it was a cop. I'm accusing main investigator. I feel like the you think main investigator. Okay, like, no, that's that. That look, I haven't done any research, obviously, so I can't accuse main investigator. But the but thing I is, think it's someone who was close. But the thing is, main investigator would also make so much sense because then, <laughs> oh <my laughs> if it was main investigator, then dude bro would literally go like to the red herrings as well. Oh, and, and we're gonna get a court summons for defamation. No, we're not. This we're, is gonna the be podcast. we're gonna be summoned to Australian court because he's gonna be like, you guys accused me of shit. No, no, I didn't. I, we don't know who the main investigator is. We are not naming names. There were multiple people. But we're accusing case. you. But we're. <laughs> I'm just saying, because the thing is, what we do, like, if we take like, a basic look of what we know about serial killers, yeah. is they love being aware of what's going on. Yes. If this was a police officer, I feel, well, yeah, I feel like he would try and be as close to this case as possible. Again, yeah. not only to guide them in wrong directions or make them focus, like you said, on their red herrings, yeah. but also just to watch it play out. Yeah. Because that's so exciting for them. Mm. I mean, it must be something that like serial killers in general just get off of, especially like even if it's not even if it's not a police officer, seeing, because this is obviously covered in the news, yeah. seeing what is happening in the media, being like, haha, ha, that's me and you guys don't know shit. Yeah. That's the sad thing though, is most of the times they, most of the times they're proven wrong and they're caught. But this, this is scary because he 
probably still sitting on a couch somewhere being like, ha, they don't know shit. Literally. With his, unless, like, unless, and unless his dog. Unless he did die, like you said. Yeah, look, I, I think my whole, I'll give you my full theory. Yeah. And start to, start to, start to end. Yeah. I think it was a deputy cop who okay. was just coming into things. Very interested in forensics. Okay. Pedophile, naturally. Uh, obviously, yes. Um, did his whole thing, was somehow put onto the case. Um, you know, watched police officers scratch their heads because they couldn't figure out what was going on. Then man was one day lying on his couch. A fucked up spider crawled in, bit him. Then a scorpion slid in, <laughs> stung him, and then a crocodile broke through the window and ate him. And just for good measure, a kangaroo was then kicked him in the nuts. You're just like fuck, yeah, like. And then the baby popped out the pouch and punched him. <laughs> that's that's my full theory on this case. Do with it as you please. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Well, that is the story of Mr. Crawl. I would just like to, just just for, just for, like, sake of things, make sure that people know that our, our r- drunk ramblings are not facts. No, we're, the, and, we, we gave, Emily gave you the facts, and then I basically should talk the rest of this. Yeah, well, I mean, that's how a podcast goes. Yes. Let's be honest. Like, you need to understand that we are a couple of glasses of wine... <laughs> Yes. Yes. We are cutting the glasses <laughs> of wine down. Um, and naturally, we've said this a couple times, we enjoy true crime. It's obviously horrendous what happens, but it is an interesting topic for us to discuss and try think of theories and try kind of, I don't want to say make some light, but make some light yeah. of some really terrible scenarios and situations that help, that help, that, that happen in the world. But... Yeah, we, we don't know what is happening here. These are just honestly drunk ramblings and theories that we're throwing at you. Because... I also think it just makes sense for people like us to try and make sense of the cruelty, ha-ha, that goes on in the world. I cannot believe you just did that. I know. Ugh. I'm sorry. Yeah. I've been spending too much time with a person. So... <laughs> with one person. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, I think it's just that. We're trying to make sense of a horrible situation, people. Yeah. This... I must admit, this is one of the... I, I've said a couple times that I don't really... Ooh, this is gonna sound bad. I don't... Ooh. I don't... I don't really get affected by... Like, I'm very desensitized to, desensitized to things like yeah. this. Like, I don't really... It doesn't really affect me. I can't say affect me because that's not the right word. Like, obviously, it's scary. It doesn't yeah. sit with me. No, that's not the right word either. No, but you see what the thing is? I've I've, I've been very interested because women in particular really like true crime, okay? Mm. And I've looked at why this is, and I've seen multiple theories that women like looking at true crime and figuring out what is going on so that we know how to protect ourselves better. So it's not even a situation where where, you know, you're getting scared by it or like whatever it's like a subconscious like cool this is what they do but also it's just really interesting yeah look i've had a couple times where like i listen to a lot of true crime podcasts still Mm. so i've had like a couple of times where you know i'm by myself in the house and i'm listening to like a true crime podcast and they like they're very good at their true crime podcast and they make it very creepy yes very creepy and then like a sound will happen behind me or like my dog will sneeze and i will shit myself (laughs) um so it does affect me but 
majority of the times like I can handle quite a bit of the more traumatic and sensitive stuff if yeah. you will that's that's how I'm gonna phrase it yes and this one is gonna sit with me I can feel it and I think it's just because he was clever yes or lucky I'd like to give it to clever like I 100% think he's clever but maybe dude was just really lucky in how everything happened there have been a lot of things that happened in his favor, unfortunately. Mm. That's just the situation. But that's our case for today. So. Wow. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, all the more reason not to trust Australia. <laughs> not gonna lie. I don't want to set foot in that place. I'm sorry. No, because first of all, you're going to get attacked by animals. But also, secondly, the serial killers there actually get away with it. Apparently, yeah. Like, people clever over there. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Okay. Ooh, what is our question for the week? Ooh. I feel like I'm going to be biased if I ask, do you think it was a police officer? Why don't we just ask... Um, okay, so I'm going to phrase this in two ways. So who do you think it was? But also, like... Give us a name. <laughs> Please don't give us a name because I don't want to get too involved in this. But who do you think it was in terms of, like... Do you think it was an electrician, like one of the witnesses said? Mm -hmm. Do you think it was a police officer? What job did this guy have? There you go. What job did Mr. Krull have? I just thought of a really crazy scenario. Yes. What if it was one of the parents? Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh! Like, I know that's messed up, but what, is it, what if it was one of the, the... Well, obviously it has to be the dads. What if it was one of the dads that hid his depravity by using his family. Oh my god. <laughs> that is... That is all... That's what... That's the wild theory. That's the, the last wild theory. one. Yeah, the last one. Because his daughter would be just like, Dad. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm gonna mull over that one for a little bit. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. But yeah. yes, what job do you think they did? Yes. Do you think... Do you think maybe he was just a sailor? He might have just been a, a sailor. A really clever-ass sailor. Yeah. Okay, well, that's our question. Um, have a think on that one, because... Uh, I genuinely... Because I feel like I'm very... When I get onto an idea, I'm very, like... That is my path, and you cannot get me off of it. Yes. So I feel like because I'm on the police officer path, I'm not going to really think about anything else. So I'd like to hear everyone else's opinions on what you think could have happened here. I'm very interested as well. I'm very curious. Cool. And why did he eat their cereal? Oh, I 100% believe that that was because he was playing God. Do you not think he was maybe just hungry? Nope. I think he was sitting there thinking, haha. I feel powerful. Okay, why did they? Why did he eat their cereal? Was it a, I'm hungry, or was it a, I'm trying to play God? Or was it just, yo, I like cereal? <laughs> or, I can't afford cereal. Oh. Hot take. Hot okay. take. Hot take. Hot take. Okay. Please let us know. Um, yeah. So, uh, thank you, Emily. You're welcome. I feel like we never actually thank each other for these things. Like, we thank each other, but it's also like a fuck you kind of thank you. Yeah. Like, it's why like are you a, doing this? Why have you done this to me? And why <laughs> must I think about this for the But also, we both decided to do this. Yes, we so. did. Yes, 100%. <laughs> so, thanks. 
Um, but no thanks. But no thanks. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, we will see you in two weeks, and we will have a very special thing coming because it's episode 10. So, basically... Can we tell them? Are we telling them that? Yes. Okay. Basically, what we've decided to do is we're going to take all the cuts from the previous episodes that we've done. So all the mistakes and the stupid laughs and everything. And we're going to put it all into one episode and we're going to release it. And it's just going to be a really fun time. We're going to find it hilarious. I don't know if y'all will find it hilarious, but it's going to be there. For your enjoyment. I feel bad for you guys because, like, first of all, we think we're way funnier than we actually are. No, but also... I think we're hilarious. <laughs> but also, secondly, we spend quite a bit of time cutting and editing this entire thing. Yeah. Like, the Tormented Pleasures that you listen to at the end of, or every Thursday, or whenever you listen to it, actually, is edited. So, yes, I know that we can... Uh, go on tangents and be very stupid and make mess ups but we've cut out the big ones people yeah we've cut out the massive ones where we've sat and laughed for like six minutes straight (laughs) or things like that so we're gonna take that all and put it into a little blooper reel and i'm so sorry for what you're about to hear because flip it's not good i'm not sorry it's gonna be great but yeah so look forward to that and look forward to the next episode that we have which will be lucy's Oh, I need to start thinking. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Cool. And I hope you have a lovely morning, afternoon, evening, weekend, whenever you're listening to this. <laughs> Are they not morning, afternoons, evenings on weekends? Well, I mean, like, because it's Thursday, so if I listen to it on a Thursday night, then, like, Friday's weekend. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, guys. Have a fantastic week, and I'm sorry for what we've just done to you, but enjoy your week anyways. Okay. Bye. Bye.